Beyond the press releases and curated social media posts, the process of building a wave pool is extremely difficult, uh, more so than one would imagine. We've yet to hear of a surf park project that's gone off without a hitch. In fact, uh, disarray is kind of the norm. <laughs> it's a dirty, muddy slog full of surprises, literally and figuratively. In this episode, Matt Gunn of Swell MFG and Ravel Surf opens up about the lessons one can expect from both a technology standpoint and a commercial one when building a surf park. We learned heaps during this chat and think you will too. Welcome to the Wavepool Mag Podcast. My name is Brian Dickerson, and my guest today is Matt Gunn of Swell MFG and Ravel Surf Parks. Matt, welcome to the show. Yeah, good morning, Brian. It's uh, <laughs> great to be on with you again. It's been, I was looking last time, it was, I was on with Nick, and it was like two, a little over two years ago, two and a half mm -hmm. years ago. Yeah, yeah. And at that time, it was mostly uh, Swell, Swell MFG. We didn't know anything about it. You wouldn't share any <laughs> proprietary information. <laughs> yeah, we were pretty quiet then. <laughs> Understandably. Uh, but now we've seen videos and, and everything. But um, before we jump into that, tell our audience who may be listening and learning about you for the first time. Give us a little background. Uh, what's your what's your background in surf and your background in engineering? Yeah, so my um, background for me, I, I grew up in Ventura, California. Um, so I spent you know I spent all my younger years at the beach. Um, I actually didn't start surfing until I was about sixteen. Um, back then, it wasn't as it's different than now, right? It's, oh yeah, I was in the <laughs> early nineties. So it wasn't as kosher as it is now. And my dad had, uh, he grew up surfing in the seventies and, and, you know, somewhat really kind of stopped, you know, in, in between there mm -hmm. when we were younger, uh, there's five of us in our family, kids. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I was pushing him and pushing him and finally got a uh, board and started, started surfing and never looked back. So yeah, became, became a passion for sure. And, um, and I bounced around a bit, moved to Phoenix, and that's what, you know, moving to Phoenix is what really birthed all of uh, Revel Surf and Swell Manufacturing. Um, my, my professional background, I worked in corporate relocation and hospitality uh, real estate for uh, prior to doing Swell Manufacturing full-time for uh, about 17, 18 years. And, um, I, I moonlighted swell manufacturing for about 10 of those, mm. um, working on models in my backyard and such. And, mm. and I, I'm not an engineer by trade. Um, mm -hmm. and, um, my partner, John Bushy, he's our engineer on the mechanical side and the systems of our wave maker. And then my responsibility is more of the hydrodynamics, the reef and the, and the wave itself. So. His job is to produce the swell. My job is to break it. Um, and then uh, Shane Beshin is, uh, you know, part of our, our team as well. Um, and he works since he joined. That was 2017. Uh, we've been working hand in hand on 
reefs and uh, and breaking breaking waves. So, it, yeah, it's it, it's amazing. I was really happy to see uh, the the test facility for Swell MFG when you finally had it had it built. You uh, put in all the equipment. There are some uh, posts on social media. It looks really interesting. And there are a few ways to to generate swell, either through pneumatics and caissons and air pressure, levers uh, or plows like like Wave Garden. And you've you've gone with uh, it looks like a paddle system. It is, yeah. So it's yeah. Back uh, when we did the first podcast uh, with Wave Pool Mag, we were pretty mm-hmm. quiet about things because we're you know our mantra has always been show not show no not tell. Mm-hmm. And uh, we wanted we wanted to show what we were capable of, and, but it's, uh, we 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 initially started out with more of a plunging type of model, uh, you said hmm. similar to surf lakes. Okay. Um, so we were doing that in twenty. Let's see, two two thousand ten, eleven, twelve, um, and then we shifted into more of a paddle. Uh, type structure for ease of constructability and and the ability to ship things and you know, all these little details, right? The devil's in the details. So yeah. be able to do all of those things. Like if I was to take our system and ship one to you and be, you know, I, I can't really ship a a ten foot wide, you know, square wide plunger, right? Uh, <laughs> that would be that would be a little tough. So um, so we shifted to a paddle and, um, I think right now wave garden and swell manufacturing probably, uh, align the most in how we're generating waves, um, versus the pneumatic guys and all the others that are using air and caisson. Okay. And, and that brings up, uh, another question. While a lot of this technology, there are a few different foil designs. Wave garden has theirs, had theirs initially, uh, Kelly Slater, Wave Company is is standing by theirs. There's a wave pool in uh, the Hague in the Netherlands that's going to use a a plow system. Yeah, it looks like there's also a whole crew of pneumatic um, designs with just the air chambers. Why why did you go with with paddles? Why why that method of wave generation? That's a great question. So. Our uh, our engineer John Bushy, he's been building wave. He's been building wave makers uh, for you know thirty plus forty years. Uh, he initially built majority of his systems, or I, should, I guess I should say all of them, for um, pur- you know for purpose of uh, research, uh, R and D, um, currents and boat hole testing and all these type of things. So it was all research laboratories. And when we when we connected. Um, I was like, how'd you like to build one of these for fun? <laughs> and, uh, let's, you know, and then surfing. And he was, he was like, immediately was like, I'm intrigued, right? We're going to, you mean, we're going to make these waves, uh, you know, push in and barrel and break in certain peel angles and things. Mm-hmm. And so he was pretty intrigued and, uh, you know, really, you're right. Really. There's a uh, very few methods to displace water, right? It's all water displacement at the end of the day, you're moving water. And there's a few key ways to do it. Um, the uh, all of these ways, you know, all the ways that we're all making ways right now have been around for for many many years, right? So while we like to all think we're really creative in doing this, we're just doing it with a different purpose, right? It's like Henry Ford created the car, and then somebody else came along and said, "I'm going to make a better car," right? 
Um, and so we chose paddle for a couple of reasons, but mainly um, it's, it's extremely efficient. So energy-wise, it's very efficient and controllable. Um, and then also we, we have a closed loop system, so we don't lose energy um, during, the, during the, the function of our system. So those were the two big reasons because all of them will generate a good quality wave and a, or I should say good quality swell, right? And essentially the wave maker, all it does is generate a swell and then it's up to the, the bathymetry to break it and, and do what you want with that swell and that energy. Um, so that was really our ultimate decision making. Um, John had built a wave maker for uh, a uh, it's a it's a private location uh, laboratory type setting, uh, it's military based, and it was uh, very similar in nature to what we're doing. And he had built I can't remember when he built that, but it's been at least 20 years ago, and that thing's mm -hmm. still running today and rolling strong. So longevity has, you know, been a big key. We're we're not here for the short game. Uh, we're, we're we want to put a system together that'll go and run for twenty, thirty years. Okay, and and his experience with building wave pools specifically for like Navy testing or water testing lends itself to that um, kind of. I don't know. How would you describe that? Like industrial background rather than coming coming at it from a a more pragmatic approach than a fun approach like surfing? <laughs> um, yeah, you know, that's a very, yeah, it's a very good observation there. It is very pragmatic, right? It was, uh, hey, the, the Navy needs to, you know, test. Like I, I'm one of their, I'm speaking a little bit for John here, and he, he have more details, but when they built the one, it was like the Navy is saying, hey, we need to uh, test, you know, we need to test shore attack and retreats in high surf advisory right mm -hmm. that's the reality when you get out into the ocean uh it's it's, it's uh you, you can't um guarantee what you're going to get so it's unpredictable and so they would test that in in that lagoon and they were i mean that that thing was pushing that's yeah, solid six footers at on, on shore break you know wow. so so it's very yeah it's very industrial of a certain specific purpose and i guess now we're just a different purpose, but it's still very specific, right? Catching waves and getting barrels. <laughs> it's kind of, uh, yeah, big, uh, kind of, uh, juxtaposition of, of two worlds, almost, almost like here in France, you have the old army bunkers on the beach and then you have people out having fun in the ocean, <laughs> two <laughs> yeah. totally different worlds. <laughs> a good way to look at it. Good way to look at it. Well, well, cool. And what, um, during this process you broke ground, I'm, was it a year ago, a year and a half ago? When when did that happen? To yeah, it was. Um, we we first broke ground in. Um, see, it was it was May of twenty one. Okay. When we broke ground and started excavating for the basin, and we should have uh, talk about challenges since twenty twenty. You know, you just get oh, yeah. thrown at you from all directions these days. Mm -hmm. Um, but we, we broke ground May, June, started excavating and it, uh, we were done with our concrete infrastructure within a couple of months. And then we had about six months of delay and getting, uh, our fabrication equipment done and completed. So we 
sat through a lot of back and forth with supply chain issues around that time, which was wreaking havoc on yeah. everybody. Um, and we pushed our first waves out in April that next year of uh, 22. So those were okay. the first waves we pushed. And, um, and so it, that, it was about yeah, a in that process, start to finish to push our first wave, which is okay. longer okay, than we great. had liked, but it was not bad. Not bad. <laughs> what, uh, and what, what I was getting at is that the, there's the whole conceptual aspect, you know, the schematic drawings, the computer designs between the two, uh, once you pushed out your first wave, how, how different was that reality between what you'd seen on your computer screen and what you saw before you, when your first wave oh, came out? Yeah, it was, it was quite different. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we did physical modeling before we went to the one-to-one full size. Um, mm-hmm. Our physical modeling was it was it was actually in my in the side yard to my house and uh, it was uh, we had it was pretty funny we had cables running through the window into my garage and added a new panel in the garage and it was it was a fun time we'd all be out here geeking out on the it's actually just behind <laughs> me if we were sitting here but um, and the uh, so we had a one to eight scale that we ran. And we were making really good waves, but anytime you scale up, there are certain aspects that give you some challenges. And mm-hmm. it was uh, the first um, managing everyone's expectations is, is pretty critical because we pushed our first wave. I mean, we built this beast of a system, right? This thing is first you have to, you have to, when you actually get it built and you run it, you're just excited to see, does the machine want to destroy itself or not? <laughs> <laughs> We, we think we designed it correctly, right? We, we think it will work and we're confident that it will, but does it want to do what we designed it to do? And the first waves we, we ever pushed were lackluster for sure, but mm-hmm. we had to, you know, we were testing, does the power component actually work? Did we get enough? Uh, is it robust enough? Is the machine wanting to function the way we designed it? Are all these components working together? And the, the, we're all standing there and, you know, we're like, hit it, Hugh, who's our controller. And mm-hmm. so he hits the button, the machine goes, and it pushes out this like two foot, two foot peeler. Right. <laughs> and, uh, and half of the crew is like, we all kind of look at each other. Half the crew is like, did you guys just waste all of our money <laughs> on the two foot wave? <laughs> And then John and I were on the other side and we were just like, yes, you know, cause <laughs> the machine, like it functioned, right. The power worked, yeah. the mechanics worked, it, it, it all worked together. And it took us, um, it took us a, a better part of that week to get the wave larger. Mm-hmm. And we were, we got it up to maybe three and a half feet that first round. And then we started breaking stuff and, Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we were trying to break it right at this yeah, point. Yeah. We, we wanted to know before we build this commercially for ourselves or for anybody else, we want to make sure this, this sucker is, is dialed in. Right. So we, we broke stuff, we were fixing stuff and we did that over a period of, uh, like late April, all the way through middle of July of 22. Um, and, and it was the last, uh, the last round, I mean, in between there, gosh, I'll, I'll, I'll send you some pictures, but like, okay. man, we were breaking stuff. We had temporary linings and berm walls and 
mm-hmm. you know, just we're figuring this stuff out. I mean, it was full R and D mode and, yeah. um, the, the best was Shane, uh, Beshin. the, the, the third time <laughs> we were running waves, um, it was our final time and they were getting good, you know, they were getting really good. And he's coming in from Hawaii and he calls me in the morning. He's like, Hey, um, about to get on the plane. Like, we're good. Right. I should come. Cause mm-hmm. it was like every day was a new day. It was like something okay. would go wrong or something would be funky. And we were, um, so I was like, yes. I'm like, it's good. We're actually riding this morning. Super fun. Um, come on, come up, get on the plane. Right. So he gets on the plane and in between him getting on the plane and getting off the plane, our lining system, again, all temporary stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, We collapsed one of these walls. We had a dirt wall that we put in as we were were playing with stuff. And that dirt wall collapsed in on our liner and, uh, and the liner came down. So we start draining this thing and we had to rebuild the wall. And mm. so Shane gets off the plane, you know, and he's like, how's it going? I was like, oh, I got some bad news. <laughs> and for the next like 15 hours, you know, all night long, we, uh, we built an entire new wall down the side of the lagoon, replaced mm. that lining, fixed it, you know, and repaired it. And, and the next morning we were surfing again, but it was like a 15 okay. hour, uh, you know, overnight ordeal. So. That's the way it goes when you're R and D in this stuff. It's pretty well, hard. That and and that brings up another interesting point is because a lot of the technology companies, <clears throat> at least from our end here at, at Wavepool Mag, we get the uh, just the kind of bright and shiny pieces. Like everything's great, everything's working fine. But in talking to engineers and developers, that's not the reality of it. I mean. You, some technology makers like yourself, uh, like, like surf lakes, you kind of embrace, uh, the, the places where it didn't work. Cause when something doesn't work, you're able to improve on it and you, you know what, uh, how, how to keep from it from happening again. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. You need more solutions and problems. That's all you need. (laughs) I I like uh, that more solutions than problems. (laughs) Yeah. As long as you got an extra solution. You can get it done, but it is, um, you know, building these things is no joke, right? I mean, you're, yeah. you're containing a, a body of water that's, I mean, ours is two acres. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've got a two acre body of water, whether you use liner or concrete or anything, you've got joints, you've got mm-hmm. earth that moves and shifts and, um, yeah, just containing water itself is no joke. And then when you take larger waves and you start moving those, the mechanics and the details, I mean, whether you use, uh, a a paddle system like we do or whether you use pneumatics like another um you know they all have their own advantages and disadvantages um so i don't care what anybody says like when when people are making decisions on their technology you have to look at those things and you have to decide what is going to work for me um because they they all have their their positives and negatives and you know, someone will say with ours or maybe like a wave garden um, that, uh, you know, oh, you have some mechanics in the water and we don't like that. But mm-hmm. then somebody else will look at a pneumatic system and say, well, you have all this concrete infrastructure and, and, and challenging controls and you guys have a lot of heat issues, right? Like pneumatics drive, it, it produces heat. That's their problem. Our problem or challenge is um, 
is mechanics, right? We have to, we have pivots mm-hmm. and pins and things that we have to make sure are, are done right. So they all have their challenge pieces. Um, and it's, it's pick your poison on it um, okay. to, to some level, right? But you're right. We all, you know, tend to show all the, the shiny stuff and we, we show the waves at the end of the day. Um, but the effort to go in and make sure those waves are, are working correctly and it'll go day in and day out all day long is a different story. Mm. Um, and it takes a lot of effort. You don't, it's like, uh, you know, you don't see the guy, uh, behind the curtain, you know, pedaling a hundred miles an hour. It's like the <laughs> duck in water, right? Mm. He looks all chilling on top of the water and cruising. And then you get below and those feet are just churning. Right? <laughs> um, so that's what we feel like half the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I love your 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 analogy about the uh, two foot wave coming out and you and and John celebrating uh, <laughs> while part of the crew was like, what was that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it was like it was. So my partner Ariel Cole and Shane, they're mm-hmm. looking at it like <laughs> totally different <laughs> eyes than we are for the first very first wave. You know, John and I, it was pretty. It was pretty funny. Now, now coming, uh, not from an engineering background, have you like all of a sudden become super nerd about engineering stuff without the mathematical formula <laughs> at formal education? Yeah. Wow. That's a good question. Um, how do I answer that concisely is the challenge. <laughs> so the best, probably the best moment of my career besides making waves and riding them was John, um, a couple of months back, he, we were on the phone and we were going through some challenges and he stopped me and he's like, Matt, you've gotten really good at this. <laughs> you know? And he's like, you're doing awesome. And I was like, thanks, John. I was like, <laughs> I was like, you have no idea. I mean, John is like, he's the smart, Hannes with unit pool. Yeah. Uh, calls him the smartest man in America. Right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so that's, the, that's, that's who John is. Right. And, uh, that was like, John, you have no idea what that means coming from, from you, right? Anybody wow. else, I wow. would not care, but from you, wow, that's a, <laughs> that's a huge compliment. So I find myself, I'm like the, um, I'm a good bridge, right? For me, you know, we're working with all of our structural engineers, mechanical engineers, hydraulics, um, computer and controls. We have all these different disciplines and, the, um, I, I end up acting as a good bridge. I, I spent most of my career working with engineers. Um, and so I, I was able to learn how their brains think because they do think in very specific ways and especially depending on who you're talking to, like, especially mechanical engineers, they're very methodical mm-hmm. and they think through each step, each process, and you have to get into their mind a bit to understand how, how they're thinking and going through. And, I feel like my my role is really a bridge between that of knowing what the end output we want is and then helping them put in the right input um you know all, we're pretty transparent so i'll share with you like some of our some of our initial problems and a few that i'm still working through right now mm-hmm. is we design things with too much precision um mm-hmm. you know we're building big machinery um mm-hmm. and it's moving masses amounts of water and they're it's big links and things are long and and lengthy, and you know if you're if you're trying to build some of that with surgical procedure, 
Um, it, it doesn't quite, it's not necessary. And then it causes you a lot of challenge. And so, Interesting. um, yeah. yeah, so I work with our, you know, our structural guys, they try to make the walls, you know, two, two and a half feet thick, and they really need to be one, one foot or 18 inches mm. and working through those things with them to bring it down a little bit to reality making sure that they see the output so they mm-hmm. get the input right. And, um, that's right. That's where I kind of feel like I fit in the best. Okay, kind of bridging the the two worlds between uh, engineering yeah. and uh, re, well reality, but engineering yeah. is reality. Yeah. I won't go too much into that, <laughs> right? But I do geek out now. Yes, I, yeah. The oh, short awesome. version of your short answer is I do geek out, and I'm like, <laughs> "Hey, uh, you want to do this? Wait, what if we move this a millimeter this way?" And, you know? so yeah, I, I'm guilty well, too. So, so how many hours straight do you think you and uh, Shane Magnuson could talk? <laughs> if you, oh, you guys man. Run a lot. Of, yeah. Some Shane, and I geek, and... <laughs> Shane and I geek out for sure. So last summer when we finally got the wave really pumping, mm-hmm. I called Shane. He, you know, he's in Palm Springs. He's four hours yeah. away. So I called Shane. I'm like, hey, Shane. I'm like, we're running waves. This stuff is gnarly out here. I don't know how long it's up or down or whatever. Like we got it up today. It's down tomorrow. It's up the next mm-hmm. day. I was like, come out, come out, sir. And surf, man. And he's mm-hmm. like, he's like, all right. Yeah. When I was like, now <laughs> it's like, working now. <laughs> yeah. It's working. Come out now. You know, can you be here in four hours? And he's like, Oh man. He's like, I can't, I can't do that. You know, he's, he's like, okay, hold on. I gotta call my wife. I'll call you back. Give me 10 minutes. <laughs> so he calls me back and he's like, all right, strike mission tomorrow morning. I'm leaving at, four, I'm leaving at three or 4 AM. I'll be there like seven. And I was like, all right, done. I will make sure we don't break anything this afternoon. So you wow. can get here, you know? Wow. And, uh, so he, yeah, he came out and, um, it was funny cause he, he rolls in at, you know, seven 30 and I was out there with our control guys. And, uh, and I had to go get uh, Shane Beshin and the boys, his boys, at the hotel, and they were out that week. And uh, I was like, Shane, I'm like, I'm like, I'm gonna have Hugh turn the machine on. Go have fun. I'm gonna go get the boys. I'll be back. I'll be back in like 30. Mm-hmm. And Shane's like, seriously? I was like, yeah, just go have fun now. And so he paddles out, and Hugh Hugh turns it on. Hugh's running a wave like every 30, 45 seconds, right? Mm-hmm. I come back 30 minutes later, and and. And Newsom was just freaking gassed. <laughs> he was just gassed. He's like, you kept hitting the button and I couldn't let any of them go, you know? <laughs> that was fun. So we had a blast. And then we, I mean, for yeah, two days, we just completely geeked out on making waves. And I, I got to mm-hmm. give Shane props for um, uh, Aaron Lieber did all of our filming and he's, just yeah, yeah, such an amazing that. filmer. My goodness, he really captures our waves, and mm-hmm. um, so that that spitting barrel wave mm-hmm. that everyone's been watching and drooling over, um, I have to give a ton of credit on that to to Shane Magnuson mm-hmm. um, because we were we were we had that barrel going and it was pinching at the end, so you couldn't mm-hmm. really come out very dry. Yeah, and um, we were looking at it, and he's like, "Matt, let's go in the control box." Like, all right, let's get in there and figure it out. Let's open this, let's open this thing up. So we go in there and we, what we did was we backed off the power on our very end, um, paddle. Hmm. And then we wedged everything. And all of a sudden the thing just gaped open and started spitting. 
<laughs> and we were just like, we were like, it was like, we were, you know, it's like we were 12 year old Groms just frothing, like walking up to the beach and seeing uh, city barrels, you know, it was no different. And, and then everybody was just in and out of those things all day. And all of a sudden, every way we were pushing at that point, they were all spitting. And it was, I mean, it was, uh, it was awesome. It was awesome. Oh, that's, that's awesome. So, yeah. And, and so you've uh, grown in, incredibly in terms of what you've learned and what you need to do with the technology and with the space. And, uh, can you, can you bring our listeners up to speed with where you are today? What's, uh, what's happening with Ravel surf? What do you need to do to be open by, I think it's uh, spring 24, you said. Yeah, we're, our goal is uh, spring of 24. We'll see mm -hmm. how close we are to actually hitting that. Uh, we've, we've kept it aggressive, but we're pushing ourselves. A lot of our crews putting in 12 hour days. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's, uh, it's, it's tough out here in Arizona in the summer. We're looking forward to mm -hmm. late, late September when we can work without, uh, so much, uh, trouble yeah. heat. Yeah. But, um, so that's what we're pushing for. We got a lot of work to do. Um, we spent since last, uh, the last six months of 22, uh, we spent, correcting our challenges of the wave maker we a couple of things we wanted to do we, we were going to be pushing our waves a little bit bigger a little bit harder we mm -hmm. added some stroke into our machine um so we're, we're going to push the limits a little bit more um so we're we're fabricating the equipment now okay uh, some of it's outsourced we actually decided to insource some of it so we have a whole fab site set up on our oh, wow. uh, at cannon beach and rebel surf um and we're, we're fabbing some of the equipment even now. Um, so we, you know, we just, we want to know our equipment intimately in and out. Mm -hmm. Um, so we can be the best, best that we can on all of this, but we got a lot to do, but we yeah. got a, a, a great team and just crank everyone's cranking. Um, yeah. I, I think it's realistic that we can get there. It's just, we mm -hmm. got to get everybody on board. You know, construction is challenging these days. Uh, mm -hmm. trade getting the right trade the right time and logistics and all those things yeah i i can hear the fatigue come over your voice as your your head starts to go into that other place of what needs to get done <laughs> oh man it is it's, it's biting an elephant you know one yeah um, one uh forkful at a time um yeah. I do probably get my voice probably gets more serious, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I kind of drops all serious. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh yeah, I start thinking through it all. But, but um but it, you know, as hard as it is, um and it's I mean building this stuff if if you're anybody listening and thinking, "Oh, that's amazing," you know, it's uh it is, right? I would not trade it for anything. Mm -hmm. I I am loving it. And it's a dream come true to be building like these models of we had built, you know, full size and be riding them and surfing them. And we're just, we're just so excited to take everybody and be able to surf with them and bring everybody into this and, and let them enjoy what we're creating. And, um, it is, uh, you know, that's, that's our drive and mm -hmm. yeah, we're just, we're going as fast and as hard as we can without passing out <laughs> to yeah. get done and, and get, and get this thing open. Um, and so it's, it's hard, but fun, right? Don't, don't kid yourself with this shiny, uh, you know, shiny object. Once you got the fish on the line, you got to reel it in. Right. And yeah. that's the hard part. Well, that's the, yeah, that's the interesting thing in, in doing our podcasts and doing our, our reporting, everyone we've spoken with, there's, there's yet to be a, a project that goes off without a hitch, at least 
in this part of the evolution of the surf park space. Uh, everyone, um, you know, runs into challenges. Uh, some, yeah. you know, for fine tuning, you know, a new a new design like you guys are doing, and some through you know black swan events like COVID or construction. But um, it it is. I don't know too much about other industries, but it's it's got to be one of the most challenging. Yeah, I think I think it is. You know, anytime you're dealing with water, water wins, right? So mm-hmm. um, it's it's a it's challenging enough just working with water and on the surf pools and all of those. But then you have all the other components. I mean, we're doing all this from scratch. We we're the first ones to do the uh, unit wave in a in a, 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 a an isolated pool versus mm-hmm. a lake. So we're working through that with the unit wave team. Um, that's going to be really fun and they're great to work with. And, and we're figuring these things out, you know, as they, as they come up, because it's the first one in this type of setting, anytime you change a setting, um, you know, there's challenge to it, but when you get out of the, when you get out of even just the pools, just all the logistics you got to go through of, uh, payroll systems, POS systems, Mm -hmm. um, operational flow, uh, restaurant retail, like there's all these components, you know, that you've got to deal with as a whole. I mean, we're not just, we're not just building our own technology and deploying it. We're also building and deploying everything around it, um, which is amazing. But I mean, we bid off a lot uh, to chew on, on it. And I think it's, it's really great to have so much control over all those elements. Mm -hmm. Um, But it is, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot. It's a big project, a big project. So in, in, in doing that, I was just, you just made me aware that you're, uh, you have responsibilities that in a lot of other projects are delegated elsewhere. Um, like you mentioned, the food and beverage, the retail, the other surf park amenities. Yeah. Um, how, how deep into that are you personally going? Um, I, on this first one, I get pretty deep into it. So mm-hmm. Adam Sachs is our COO. He's going to mm-hmm. be running Rebel Sur. Um, and so his, his role is predominantly to handle all of those things. But when it comes to the surf operations, Shane and I are, you know, pretty heavily involved. Um, and then we, we, you know, are putting our input into the restaurant menu and the grounds and the facilities and all of these things. Um, but Adam, he handles the, he handles the stuff that I'm probably not good at because I, it's just not okay. my cup of tea of, you know, uh, staff and handbooks and all of those things. He's, he's operated, you know, large facilities for many years, very sharp. And, um, so we, we leave that to him. I'm like, you just give me the, give me the operation manuals and run the staff mm-hmm. to make sure everybody's happy. And he geeks out on all of that stuff where I'm like, I don't know, just put people out here and give them a rad job. You know, <laughs> I'm going to go back to building this stuff, but. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, and so we got a good team. Great. Great. So after this, after Ravel surf opens, um, what are your plans with uh, swell MFG? Where are you going to go with it? Are you going to install it elsewhere? Are you going to brand Ravel surf parks to other locations around the world? Well, what are your plans? So we, we do have plans to open more facilities. Um, under the Ravel name. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So we'll, we'll brand it and, um, we'll have multiple facilities all connect interconnected together. Think of like a, like top call, okay. um, multiple facilities, um, location wise, we're working on a few, but we're still too early to disclose them. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's one of the things that's been great is we've had a couple of cities, um, you know, really interested in, in sharing and cost with us and helping us with land and things like that mm -hmm. because they see what we're doing and they would yeah. like to bring it to their town. Um, and then overseas, our, our goal right now is really is um, we're, you know, we're here, we're in the U.S. Let's build some surf parks in the U.S., right? Mm -hmm. And and that's that's our been our focus. And then we're working and talking with a few different potential partners for, you know, South Central America, um, Australia, and, and we haven't really talked with anybody specifically in your neck of the woods uh, yet. So if anyone's mm -hmm. listening and interested in that, it might be good to uh, open conversations because they're they're it's a long pipeline, right? To put those things together, but. Um, yeah, that's, I think that's where we want to go with it. You know, we, we like to build our, we would like to build our technology within our own facilities, but then if there's the right opportunities, right partnerships, then we'll go beyond that. Mm -hmm. And especially in, in other areas, you know, I'm not an expert in Australia, right? So mm -hmm. we find a great partner there and, and can, and can, and can do facilities there, then that'd be fantastic. But right now we're, we're, you know, as Cole, our partner Cole would say, it uh, takes many, many years to grow a, an oak tree or a redwood. And, yeah. and so you got to plant that seed really early. So we're planting <laughs> the seeds um, and working towards it. But. Wow. Well, it's, it's great to have you on the, uh, on the podcast, Matt. I want to thank you very much for your time. And it's, it's great because I learned a lot and I hope our listeners did as well. Um, you are unique in, in the surf park space and that you have your hand in, in kind of everything. So uh, thank you very much for taking the time out and, and joining us here. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate uh, being on the cast again. And we, uh, we, we appreciate everything you guys do at Wavepool Mag to, uh, you know, to, for our industry, right? And, and fueling uh, things thanks. along. It's, it's important for everyone to be able to get content like this. And, and we appreciate it. So, um, yeah, it's it, my, it's been a long, fun ride as well. <laughs> yes, yes. My, on, my only, my only plug, uh, plug at the end here is, is mm -hmm. be on the lookout for a new website coming soon for Rebel Surf. It's rebelsurf.com. Oh, right on. And uh, there's, there's, uh, we're going to be, we're working on our membership platform right now. Okay. For the park, and we're going to release a limited number very soon. So yeah. Well, why don't you uh, share anyway. that with us? Because I, I find that interesting as well. How is you, how is this model going to work? Yeah. So we're we're closing in on it right now. So we'll mm -hmm. release all the details. But uh, you know, if you want to surf, if you want to surf consistently and frequently, you know, once a week at least then the best way for you to do that um, is a membership. And we want to create, we want to create an opportunity, especially for Arizona locals that are here to come and surf a lot and enjoy the facility. Mm -hmm. And we feel like the best way to do that is some memberships and create that, uh, create mm -hmm. that space for everybody to just really come and enjoy and get together. You know, it's, uh, I was just like, uh, Noah Beshin just did a premiere, right? He released a new, new movie and he did his premiere uh just this last week at the uh, u.s open and i'm watching all this stuff online and all these you know mm -hmm. premiere events and parties going on and and i'm just like man i'm just like we don't you know we don't get that outside of some of those core areas right yeah we don't get that in there there's no premieres in arizona so mm -hmm. we look at those things and it's like okay how do we bring because there's a lot of surfers here there's so many california transplants mm -hmm. um you know 
how do we bring that here and how do we give everybody that? And if we can, if we can wrap that around Rebel Surf and, and provide that for people mm. off of the ocean, um, it can be so much fun. And, yeah. Well, I, I you think know, you're in, yeah, you're in a great place because uh, you've got so much heritage in terms of, I mean, Rick Kane from North Shore <laughs> started yeah, there. Good old Rick, right? There's also a uh, big surf. Uh, in Arizona, which closed last year, had a, a huge uh, community that that surfed the pool. It did, you know. It's um, I, I'd surfed it multiple times. We used to do an event there, uh, uh, surfing surfing with Nixon. It was an autistic surfing event. So we would take oh, wow. kids out and surf with them, and then their siblings too. Mm-hmm. And um, so much fun, you know. That wave is is terrible as it as it was. <laughs> <laughs> it's still like you paddle out into a big pool in the middle of the desert and you're riding some waves, you know, it's like party wave style. Mm-hmm. And even, even as terrible as it was, it was like still such a, just a cool yeah. thing to go do and get out and, and kids loved it. And, and yeah. then when it closed, yeah, everybody was, um, it was a, it was a sad day for people. I mean, that, mm-hmm. that spot during the eighties, you know, was, I mean, it was these spots, seventies and eighties. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I know so many people out here near me that are, you know, in their sixties, approaching 70. And I mean, they just go on and on about stories uh, of big surf and going and seeing the chili peppers and Pink Floyd. And like, mm-hmm. it was so cool. It's, it was sad to see it. It was sad to see it get torn down. Yeah. And it was really fascinating because uh, a lot of the people who reached out to us had, had stories about their youth, you know, their halcyon days of uh, going to the beach, but it was, you know, the Waikiki beach, they called it. They had it um, at Big Surf. And I I found, you know, growing up in Southern California near the beach, I, I found it fascinating that those uh, same, uh, that same enthusiasm and stoke uh, is, is, transplanted to whatever is nearest and uh it's big, very true yeah big surf really yeah. uh served a lot of people so hopefully yeah, uh yeah Ravel surf will will jump in and do that too yeah so you know just uh fall fall right into line and um and uh create those experiences for every for the next you know 40 50 years right that's our goal yeah so, <laughs> yeah yeah right on well well thanks thanks again matt and uh i think we'll yeah we'll wrap it up for real this time and uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah right we could this is where we could geek out right we could talk about this stuff all day and listeners are probably listening to me right now and be like okay moving on to the next podcast <laughs> right right okay well cool thanks so much uh for sharing your knowledge and learned heaps and uh we we look forward to seeing you uh in person at surf park summit and then in arizona yeah that'll be good and uh We'll, uh, you know, ready, ready, get ready for the invite. We turn this thing on again and, uh, push, push the waves. So yeah. I, I, I know Nick is off doing other things now, <laughs> but, uh, I, I told Nick he'd be in on it too. So you guys can both come together. And, okay, great. You know, yeah. He's, he's fun. off in Portugal and, uh, he's got that wonderful voice and South African accent and, uh, he's a YouTube star now. So he's gone on to big, wonderful things. All right. That's good. Good for him. I'll have to call him up. <laughs> Okay, right on, Matt. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Okay, take care.